They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we share an update on the ongoing battle between Mr. Matsumoto and 7-Eleven. Asahi is out with an innovative can that replicates the draft beer experience. We share our winners and losers from this week, and Mike eats a mochi wiener. Now, let's head off to the Konbini. They're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mad. How's it going? Not great, Mike. Uh... Last day of vacation in Dogecoin is uh, crashing. So it's a bit of a double whammy here on Mother's Day. Uh, so I'm a uh, bit of in a recovery mode, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah. How are things over in, in Kurdo Bay? Yeah, things are all right. We, um, today we did uh, Tawe, which is mm. a planting of rice at uh, Mai Mai's parents' house. Got a little live action shot back here um first time for leo to to sort of experience it all now that he has a uh a brain you know before last year he was just a small baby but uh yeah it was good get out in the sun you know do some work <laughs> feeling a little tired been drinking since probably ten thirty a.m so you know dragging a little bit but uh yeah um otherwise yeah things things are things are all right Awesome, and I see eighty-four-year-old uh, grandma is uh, out there in the mud. Yep, working hard, doing some back-breaking labor. So, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's it's <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, eighty-four years old out there and um, just just working hard. She doesn't think that I have the physical strength to do anything, even though you know right. she's eighty-four years old small lady um but uh yeah man hey i just want to say you know don't worry about doge i know it's getting you down you got the double whammy going back to work tomorrow but you know what it's coming back i i see it in the future and um you always you know you were one of the bravest economic forces that i know and i know that uh you'll make the right choice when uh when the time comes all right. Well, this isn't a crypto <laughs> podcast. This is a conveni podcast. So we got to move on here. We got a lot to talk about today, Mike. Yes, we do. And yes, um, we do. let's start off with our lead story. Mike Asahi last month came out with a new product, the Nama Joki Can. Mm-hmm. Beer companies have forever been trying to replicate the draft beer experience in a can. Asahi seems to have cracked that code. They got a new can out, Mike, and you pop the whole top off. It's not you pop it and you got that little spout there. You pop the whole top off. And then it sort of comes alive. The bubbles start to foam up almost uncontrollably. I've seen videos where they actually spill out over the can unless the user immediately begins to sip it and of course (laughs) japanese draft beer known for its creamy foam oh yeah you know unless you got at least one third of your glass full of foam Mm -hmm. you haven't poured it correctly in japan 
And this can seems to have accomplished that. I'm not sure of what technology they're using to create this creamy, foamy sensation, but people love it, love it so much that it's sold out and they won't have it restocked until June. So, yeah. um, Mike, what's your take on this new product from Asahi here? Well, yeah, it's, a, it's so exciting. I actually completely missed the boat on this one. Um, today, actually, when we were doing uh, plan, doing rice planning, um, my mice aunt told me about it and said, mm. yeah, you know, it's, it's so popular. It's sold out across the country pretty much immediately. So instantly I was on Amazon looking, you know, can I grab one of these, you know, somehow. It's selling for, you know, three times the price on Amazon. It's going through sort of, you know, the, the reseller sort of uh, situation, mm. um, which is pretty impressive for just, you know, some draft or some canned beer that you can buy at the Combini. Um, <clears throat> of course, I'm super excited, and I'd love to get this as soon as I can. Um, you know, we, we both love Nama beer. Love you it. know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to describe. You know, if you come from, you know, a place that doesn't do uh, draft beer like Japan, you probably look at it and you think, like, what is all this foam? But let me just tell you, it's, it's, there's nothing better. You go out to a restaurant, have a Nama beer, you know, and it's not something you can replicate easily at home. So if they, if they really do have got, you know, if they've gotten this down, that it is like that Nama beer, this could be a complete game changer. Um, and so, yeah, June, I'm going to be there first thing in the morning, you know, trying to get my hands on this. Yeah, and Asahi, just to, you know, really put this point home here, Asahi, when you get a Nama beer at a restaurant, the machine starts off by pouring beer into the glass, but mm -hmm. then it ends almost like a soft serve machine, just <sighs> just squirting foam on top of the beer as a separate step in the pour process. The foam isn't created from the natural uh, interaction between the, the fizzy beer and the, and the cold glass. It's actually squirted on top as a separate step. So yeah. they love their foam and this beer seems to have, uh, this can, seems to have managed to uh, replicate that that uh, that experience. So pretty exciting there. Yeah, and I would just like to say for our YouTube listeners or viewers, if you can see behind Matt, he has a graphic, an image of what's going on here. I mean, this <laughs> this is I. It's it's difficult to describe this in words, but basically you have this can. The can has been popped off, and then you just have beer and foam, sort of like you know, splashing forward like a, like a That's wave. Right. Um, and it looks amazing. Uh, Matt, we, we definitely got to keep our eyes on this one. All right. Next story up today, Mike, we have an update on, uh, the Matsumoto, Mr. Matsumoto 7-Eleven battle. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, 7-Eleven in retaliation, uh, has begun constructing a 7-Eleven in Mr. Matsumoto's parking lot. That 7-Eleven has since begun operating. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mike, you've been on Twitter getting people's reaction on the ground to this new 7-Eleven. What have you found out? That's right, Matt. Um, so, yeah, things are pretty hot right now, I got to tell you. <laughs> you know, like, I think we were kind of viewing this story just from the sort of international angle, just kind of looking at it from the outside. And so, yeah, we wanted to try and see, like, if there's anybody nearby who's actually going to these places. Mm -hmm. So, um, Matt, yeah, I, I did some looking around on Twitter, found a couple people who have visited the shop and um here we go this first one osoraku ima nihon ichi yume na 7-eleven so this person saying you know 
this is probably the most famous or infamous kombini in Japan right now. And there's no doubt. Um, this person went to the uh, to Matsumoto's shop and to the new shop that was opened. And as we were saying, like, look at this. You can see they've got they got security out here, Matt. <laughs> um, you know, here we have a uh, we have it looks to be a security guard, sort of just making sure nobody's um, you know causing trouble at this new um, at this new kombini. Uh, because as you as you know, there are some Matsumoto supporters as well. So that's it. It's it's kind of a rink, little dinky Seven Eleven there, and one of the fake brick motif. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's apparently yeah. It's very small. They don't serve alcohol, so it's just a pop up shop, like you were saying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so not not Seven Eleven's best offering for sure. Um, just wanted to go on to to another to another user here. This is someone who um, went and said, you know, there's only two or three um, places to park. There's only two or three parking spots, which is much less than what you're normally used to. Well, they they took up many of the spaces because they right. they built the convenience in the parking lot. So that's true. That's true. So <laughs> here, this person has some shots of the uh, the Seven Eleven here. They have a, a copy of the receipt just showing you, hey, I was here May yeah. 6th. You know, I went in and I got an Aquarius. Hey, not okay. bad. Um, Matt, I thought this was pretty interesting. This is actually a little um, sign or that's been sort of uh, put on Matsumoto's um, shop. And Matt, what this says is seven headquarters should stop impro improper use of force. So... Um, I can only guess that this is Matsumoto himself who has put up this sign sort of um, sort of uh, protesting against uh, 7-Eleven. Sure. And then just a couple more here. So the next one, Matt, I just want to, you know, put this up here. This is someone who is saying that, um, you know, here's the new 7-Eleven. Actually, um, they're saying that uh, Matsumoto, if you look back, there's so many bad comments there's so many claims against his shop, you know, for a, for a long time. And so this is what I think this is kind of like a psyop, you know, psyop sort of thing here where maybe they're trying to, you know, run Matsumoto's name through the mud here to try and uh, garner support from the uh, greater Japanese public that um, he's really the bad guy here. Oh, you think some of these Twitter users are working for 7-Eleven headquarters and in... in defaming mr matsumoto that's what i think yeah because um you know why do you gotta you dig through the mud of course you know everybody has some claimers you know some bad this is like yelp you know like of course you're gonna get some bad comments in there you know the toilet was dirty hey you know don't have all day to just like clean the toilet so i don't know matt i i you know that that one got me and then sorry just one more here this is um someone who just said the uh the three great uprisings in Japanese modern history, there's the Todai Funso, which is the uh, sort of the student riots in the 60s. Um, there's the Narita Funso, which is uh, sort of the, uh, the agricultural uh, protests and riots. And then you have uh, Matsumoto, um, they said is the number three, um, you know, great uh, protest and riot in, in modern Japanese history. And... Um, Matt, I got to be honest, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, this is shaping up to be quite a, uh, it's going to be a historical moment that we're living through, I think. 
Yeah, what's also interesting is uh, 7-Eleven has added to the damages it's seeking from Mr. Matsumoto the construction costs of this pop-up 7-Eleven, which amount to something like $300,000. So um, <laughs> it's a pretty cruel organization. And uh, to think that, you know, why can't we just uh, settle this like gentlemen? You know, at some point, I think we're going to, you know, just have Mr. Matsumoto... CEO of 7-Eleven in the parking lot there, each with a samurai sword, <laughs> just having a duel. Because uh, how else could this possibly end than uh, blood on the battlefield here? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Mr. Matsumoto will go out as a martyr and just uh, kneel in front of his hot box and place <laughs> a small dagger in his belly, rip his guts out. And then hopefully trigger a mass uprising of 7-Eleven franchise true. owners against their brutal lord, 7-Eleven uh, mm -hmm. headquarters. These are yeah. suits, as a reminder, everybody. These aren't actual uh, franchise owners doing this to no. Mr. Mountain. These are suits. These are people yeah. who spend their day dreaming up uh, crappy marketing campaigns and uh, counting money. They do not yep. serve customers. They do not actually do anything of value. Um, so, anyway, we'll see how this yeah. ends. Yeah, we'll see how it ends. But anyway, that's those are the stories for this week. Like, uh, we got a new can, foamy can out of Asahi, <laughs> and uh, the battle continues between Seven Eleven and Mr. Matsumoto. That's exactly right, Matt. Well, speaking of wars, um, you know, I think we're going to head over to the Chicky Wars. Um, so, Matt, I'm happy to say this week we've got two new items. Well, new might be a, might not be the right word, Matt. Um, I'm just going to go right to it here. First off, we've got the cheese in Fami Chicky, Matt. Um, I don't know. I, I know that I feel like we're seeing deja vu here. Um, are we? Is are, am I missing anything here? No, I think Family Mart's gaslighting its customers into believing it's coming out with new products. But this is recycled. <laughs> this is out of the bin here. You know, they just yeah. pulled out an empty bottle, refilled it, put a yeah. lid on it, and said, hey, we got something new for you. No, the cheese and chicky has been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's a whole lot to say here. All right. Well, then let's go on to something that is actually new here. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. It's our old pal. Old Karage-kun, Matt. We've got the smoked butter mm. soy sauce, shoyu flavor. Um, you know, last week, couple weeks, we've been talking about some amazing uh, family uh, uh, karage kuns. Uh, what do you think? What, what do you think about this this new one here? Yeah, the butter soy sauce flavor. Gosh, I, I have a hard time imagining that's good, but. You see it so often, it must be. And then it's got the smoked, which I don't mm. see how that fits in. Is the butter mm -hmm. smoked? Is the soy sauce smoked? Is the chicken smoked? What exactly is smoked there? Because yeah. you can't really smoke butter. Yeah. You can't really <laughs> smoke soy sauce. You can smoke chicken. But I just don't hmm. understand exactly how that smoke flavor fits into this. I would like to try it. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, it, it, like I said, this butter... Soy sauce flavor has a has a superb repu reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, you know, uh, I'm gonna gonna have it. No reason why not. Um, I like the animation as always. You know, Lawson with the amazing Karagi Kun. Uh, 
you know, uh, design here. We've got he's he's holding a uh, a sort of spigot little uh, thing of soy sauce, and then he's just got stacks of butter back there, and he's just rubbing <laughs> these things all over the place, shooting them with that soy sauce. Um, I agree, Matt. I, I don't understand the the smoked. Um, I, I don't think it's. A, I, I imagine they're talking about the butter show you, but you're exactly right. You bring that to a high enough temperature, and you're just burning it. So I, mm. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, but uh, yeah, in general, good to see the old coon, the old Karega coon, back again um, with a new, more sort of standard flavor. Yeah, I think this is known flavor two hundred and fifteen now for Karaage coon. So. Uh impressive that the yeah. uh, legacy grows all right mike chicky wars in the can it's now we're on to the scoreboard where we look at new items across all the conveni for next week actually this week comes out on wednesday so yeah. uh let's take a look at the numbers here family mart 43 new items lost in 27 7 11 87 mini stop 24 daily yamazaki 7 seiko mart 5 poplar 0 new days six items what's your take on the scoreboard this week mike yeah matt um it's not as low as we saw last week um but i think we're still feeling the sort of uh the uh effect of uh golden week um you know uh, a lot of people went back to work um thursday and friday but a lot of people took those days off just to have a super long vacation mm. and i imagine that a lot of people in the conveni industry as well are doing similar things so you know nothing to worry about i think um you know next week we'll probably be looking at some bigger numbers um but uh yeah in general just a little bit lower than normal yeah poplar hanging at zero um yeah i'm not exactly sure they may have given up on new items the page doesn't appear to load anymore um <laughs> Anyway, now it's on to our winners and losers where we each pick an item that stood out to us and one that we think uh, belongs in the bin. Let's take a look first at your loser for this week, Mike. Yep. Always curious uh, yeah. to see what you got here. Mike's loser. What do we got? Oh, yeah, huh. Matt. Um, okay, so oh. what is this? These, really? is, these are some chips. This is from 7-Eleven. Hmm. And, Matt, these are... Um, uni sea urchin yeah flavored chips and not just that they're uni mamire mm. which means just covered completely covered mm. in sea urchin mm. um matt i like sea urchin in you know sushi you know mm. uni is one of the mm. the legendary flavors but you know it's it's and i also will say uni cream pasta is also not bad oh, as yeah. well oh yeah, yeah, but mm. I just don't really see how this is going to translate into a chip, mm. um, and especially a completely covered chip, so like a, a really strong flavored chip. I can see this getting, mm. them getting this way, you know, wrong, and maybe you have this flavor that's just a little bit salty and like really sweet, is kind of how I imagine it, mm. um, and I just... In general, mm. I, I personally don't really like the sort of seafood flavored, besides crab, mm. I gotta be honest, um, flavored chips. So I gotta say, you know what? Um, there's just, you know, I don't need uni in my chips. I don't need this much uni in my chips. So, you know, um, I, you know, it's a beautiful looking package, but in, in general, I just not something I'm interested in. I gotta disagree with you here, Mike. Uh, rare occasion where we disagree, but wow. uh, I'm a big fan of uni. It's got that sort of cold butter flavor to it. And so I could mm -hmm. see this really working. 
Come on, a crispy, salty potato chip. I tell you what, you put a little, you put a little French onion dip with that some bitch, and I bet that's going down like a real treat. Dude. So uh, I don't know, Mike. I, I think I think this could really work. I'd at least be curious enough to want to try it. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So definitely a bit strange, but I, I, I would be down for that. Okay, totally fair, and I agree. I do want to try it, so I guess that's uh, I'll give it that. All right, uh, my loser for the for for this week, Mike. This is out of uh, mini stop here, oh, and it's boy. similar to what you yeah. picked out last week. This is the uh, oh, the cold neba neba soba here. Neba neba means uh, slimy. So what we're looking at here is a bowl of cold soba noodles. Oh, and then on top, you get uh, some mountain potato chopped up, always very slimy. And then okra. Okra, one of the slimiest vegetables out there. And then you got a pouch. A pouch. Oh. Of ground up nagaimo and I think that's yama. I don't know. Two kinds of really slimy potato that have been mashed up. Put in a pouch, you're supposed to drizzle that on top mike um this thing you squeeze that out it's that thing's gonna be coming out like a like a wet snot um <laughs> i'll be honest here you know i i do i do pick my nose on occasion i do all right i think i'm one of the world's preeminent archaeologists okay i've carbon dated <laughs> some stuff back there to babylon Okay, but I like to keep my snot up my nose, not pour it all over my soba. Oh. Okay, so uh, gotta gotta disagree with this product here, Mike. Big loser for me this week. Uh, well, you you defined the uh, or you sort of explained it well. I yeah, Matt, the okra and the mountain potato already. I was and I completely overlooked that, even though it's written in you know big letters there, Totoro. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Matt, this thing, you're right. I imagine that it's like, um, you know, that old, what was the name of the old, like, white paste that we'd, you'd used in school? Like the, you know, non-toxic, just the classic glue, you know? Glue. Um, Elmer's yeah. glue. Elmer's glue. That's how I imagine this looks when you're dumping it on top of there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. You know, we, we both are not big fans of the Neba Neba, especially cold Neba Neba. And then especially with that sort of way too much, the Totoro. I mean, that's just that's just way too aggressive. Um, I agree, Matt. I'm giving this a pass. No way I'm, I'm getting into this one. All right, let's turn the page, move on to our winners for this week. Let's see what you picked out for your winning item here, Mike. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Was I well. I guess. Well, I I gotta say I I'm almost <laughs> wondering is did you pick this by any chance? I sure I sure did, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me explain what we're looking at, Matt. Holy crap! Wow, we have been on point recently. We have we have crossed. There's no paths. other choice. Yeah. No. This is this is as good as it gets. All right, Matt. We both spent a lot of time in Ishikawa Prefecture. Mm-hmm. Ishikawa Prefecture, home of mm-hmm. Hideki Matsui. <laughs> you know, one of the great legends of Japan. I mean, you're talking about... I don't think people really understand how 
famous Matsui is, yeah. In terms of like how famous he, he is in Japan, like compared to how famous he is in the states, he's a he's a goddamn legend. And if you're in, he's from Ishikawa, so he's pretty much a god. He's a he's a god. Anyways, that being said, Go Go Curry, mm. which uh, was uh, inspired by the Godzilla himself. Um, this is a famous um, curry restaurant um, in. Uh, in Ishikawa, and Matt, what we've got here, this is the go-go curry. Mm. Katsu mm. curry. Mm. This is coming out of Lawson. Mm. And if we both picked it together, we can we can just go back and forth. I'll, you know, this is just amazing. What 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 do you how what what do you think about this thing? Well, first let's just describe what we're looking at here. We we got yeah. a, a beautiful plastic container. On the left side, you got some rice with some mm-hmm. shredded cabbage on top, and then that delicious fried pork katsu slice topped with some sweet tangy bulldog sauce and then you got a bathtub of that go go curry Mm -hmm. and uh mike uh this is an absolute dirty diaper here uh but in a good way this is a straight up sludgy mud pit you might want to watch a few episodes of bear grills before you dive into this sticky dark wilderness here i'd lace up a (laughs) pair of hiking boots and a gore-tex jacket before eating this thing it's down and dirty but it's so good uh gogo curry incidentally uh karen's favorite uh restaurant in japan wow and there actually is one in cambridge just down the street from my house, I believe it's one of just a handful in the United oh States. There God. is a go-go curry. It was the first restaurant I took Karen to when she moved to America. Uh, so this has also been a you know huge part of uh, <laughs> our marriage. And our uh, actually, we went to New York City as well. And uh, oh, of all the yeah. things you could eat in New York, you could have some of the best pizza, some of the fanciest food, anything mm-hmm. you could get. Karen wanted, we got to go to Go Go Curry. <laughs> so uh, this is a very personal thing for me, but it also is absolutely outstanding. So oh, uh, yeah. fantastic that all of Japan can now taste this great product that uh, really is largely isolated, I believe, to the Hokuriku region, specifically Ishikawa. That's right. Yep. And um, Matt, I would like to say one thing. This is a premium price on that. I don't know if you saw I that. I saw that. <laughs> 700 yen holy (laughs) moly this is one of the most expensive dishes you could get at the conveni i think um we i've rarely seen 700 by comparison a a meat sauce pasta is probably gonna run you what maybe 350 bucks three bucks yeah yeah yeah. but it does look amazing you have the katsu curry or Mm -hmm. the katsu again being like a pork cutlet that's deep fried Mm -hmm. they have this sauce just drizzled amazingly across the top there it's sitting on a bed of shredded cabbage which you have to understand is it a very important part of the curry you throw that in and eat that together and then that's sitting on top of the rice and then in a separate tray you've got the the curry Mm -hmm. Matt, I agree, you know, well, if you all have one nearby, then I guess there's no reason to send one over. But if you didn't, I would actually contemplate maybe send this a FedEx, wow. you know, next day delivery over for uh, for Karen. Um, but uh, man, wow, we, yeah, the stars have aligned again. And um, I mean, hey, this is this is a one of one of a kind product right here. Yeah, that was a no brainer for the winner this week. 
All right, that wraps up our winners and losers for this week. Now it's on to my favorite segment, At the Gimbal with Mike. The Gimbal, of course, the place where the action happens. Mike's in Japan where all the action is happening. Mike, what do you got for us this week? That's right, Matt. So last week, you know, I was... um. I was really losing it. I was yeah. getting way out of control, and I know you were worried about me on my mind. I was worried about me as well. <laughs> I'd gone to the Kambini way too many times, and I just had way too many chickies. And so this week, I, I, had, I backed off a little bit. But mm. today, um, as we were finishing up doing the, the work... Um, in the rice fields, uh, I said, Hey, my, my, let's, let's take a little drive over to the Lawson over there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I will say from, from my, my's house, you can see a Lawson even out in the, into the, in the countryside. So it's, yeah, what a view. That's right. You got the mountains over here and then you got, um, so Matt, we went in there and you know what? I got to admit, I was a little disappointed. Nothing that really struck my fancy, but one thing that did pop up and I thought, Hey, oh, yeah, there it is. When in Rome, do it, you know, get the mochi mochi dog. So, Matt, this was actually your your loser two weeks ago. Um, yeah, yeah. This was the mochi mochi dog. This is a, uh, a wiener on a stick wrapped in mochi, which is pounded Japanese rice, uh, cakes. And, um, you know, I think your main concern with this was not so much the flavor as the sort of health issue yeah big uh i mean it's a choking hazard uh you're eating a thick sausage with rings of uh, mochi around it i i suggested keeping a vacuum cleaner nearby and in the on position (laughs) while uh while consuming this product so you're still alive which is good glad to see that yeah yeah and you know i thought that's right and i thought you know what hey any worst case happens my mice here her family's right over there yeah so, you know, I thought, hey, if, if there's ever a time, you know, if this is the time. And so I went in there, I grabbed it. I got to say, you know, the flavor is what you would expect. You got the, the dog, you got the mochi, which sure. doesn't really add much flavor to it. My Mai actually had a bite as well. And she said, I don't understand why we need the mochi here. I totally agree. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I thought in general your analysis was correct. Um, I think, you know, I would only recommend this, this to um, sort of healthy younger folk um and um because yeah if you get you know this this is mochi here and you death know, by mochi could, is a thing yeah it, it's literally a thing yeah yeah it's a <laughs> yeah there's always a tally at the start of every new year and japan kicks off the new year by counting the number of dead people uh yeah. who lost their lives to mochi so yeah it's a it's a it's a thing it is it is definitely a thing um, but in general, Matt, give it a score. I'm just going to give it, I'll give it a two, you know, um, mm-hmm. like, like there was nothing interesting about the flavor and, you know, I would give it a three, but like you said, um, you know, this is a health hazard. And so, uh, that's, you know, got to take that into account, but in general, you know, Hey, so eh, how did you eat get it? Again? Did you, did you take a bite at each uh, interval? So just to, again, describe it for, yeah. we have a, a sausage on a stick here. And then it's mm-hmm. it, imagine like um, like it's wearing uh, a series of, of like life rafts that <laughs> go from the top to the bottom, and so you get a little peak of sausage in between each of these mochi rings. And right. so, were you consuming it ring by ring? How did that how did that play out? Were you taking a nibble of the mochi? What what what, what kind of strategy did you use here to eat this thing? 
Well, yeah, Matt. Well, this was actually the one surprising thing here is, as you said, and this is how I envisioned it as well, you have these life rafts, but, or um, inner tubes, um, but it was actually, it's a spiral, which was surprising. That's one, so that's one piece of mochi. That's one connected spiral oh, of mochi wow. there. Wow. So wow. I, I was, you know, you were free to bite as you please. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. So um, I just kind of went for it as I pleased. I was kind of twirling it as I went, you know, getting a little okay, skin action. Okay, so it was a little freestyle. A little freestyle. Yeah, that's right. I gotcha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, that takes care of, uh, wow, another episode in the can here. That's number 52 for the Beanie Boys. I'd like to apologize to our listeners by the way i didn't have much energy time i'm feeling the doge crash a little bit so sorry i i came out no, no. with not as much enthusiasm this week i'll hopefully be back you know powered up next week doge at a dollar we'll see anyway uh thanks to everybody for listening please share and rate the podcast on apple podcast spotify however you get your podcast you can also check us out on youtube subscribe and like you can see everything that we're talking about also, we're on social media, very active on Twitter. We also post to Facebook and Instagram. Hey, if you got a Combini memory, a Combini composition, give us a call, 617-453-8207. Leave a message. If you're outside the U.S. and you want to do that, hit us up at anchor.fm slash Boys. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. And, Mike, I'll see you at the Combini. See you at the Combini, Matt.